most of the time, he talks it out with the voices in his head. Other times, he gets an artist to answer his questions, and you get to listen to it here. Welcome to Toad's Tunes. Welcome to another episode of Toad's Tunes. I'm here with Mr. Kanan. Uh, I can't say your last name because we're probably going to fly. Oh, Cox. That's Kanan it. Cox. There it is. Is that your real name? Kanan Cox, man. You were born with that. Born and raised with Kanan Cox. Okay, I I mean, I've heard of a couple Kanans in the country world, but where'd that name come from? Why? Um, I mean, my dad is the one who picked it, but I mean, it's it's just like a biblical name. Canaan, yeah. The land of Canaan. Got so it. So that was... That was Middle name is Isaac as well. Again, another right. biblical name. So, You're, are you a Christian? Fella? I mean, that's like we grew up in church and stuff like that. But I mean, we're not, you know, any of the anything crazy or anything like that. But it's right. But yeah, so I don't know. Just dad named me. So every time everyone's like, "Oh, it's a cool name," I'm like I'll tell my dad. I'll, I'll tell my dad. I'll, I'll tell I'll my dad he did a good job. Where were you born? Uh, Hendersonville, North Carolina. But no one ever knows where that is. So I just say Asheville. Asheville. It's up in the woods, up right? in the mountains. You ever see Hunger Games? Uh, I unfortunately I can't say yes, but yes I have. Damn it! Ah, it's okay. Well, up in the woods where all the like that's all where it's all filmed. Nice. So all of that kind of stuff. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Do you kinda... do you you live in Nashville now? Yep. When did you move to Nashville? Uh, the fall of like 2016, September, September 2016. So I've been in Nashville for a little over three years now. Right. What, what, like, what did you do? Wake up one morning and go, uh, this is where I need to be. Did you play music in North Carolina? Did you? How did you become Kenan How did Cox? you become... No, um, I always knew that I wanted to do this. Like, I mean, this is going to sound super vain, but I have a huge family, seven sisters and a brother. And so I've just always known that I love being the center of attention. Yeah. I just, not in like the vain way, but just in the like, hey, cool, the lights are out. Kanan, entertain us. All yeah. right, everyone. I've memorized, memorized all the lines of Aladdin. I'm going to perform Aladdin. Um, stuff like that. And so it's been music. Uh, had a musical theater degree um, yeah. like on the stage so I just love performing and entertaining whether like house parties or just anything that I'm doing I'm always just like entertaining um, but Nashville obviously is kind of the place that you need to be as far as country music goes and sure. I just kind of grew up again North Carolina so bluegrass my mom played in a band dad writes me and dad actually have written a couple songs together that are out there um, how cool of a feeling like that. is that? It's r- super cool. Me and my dad are so close. We're best friends. I've probably called him four times today already. Um, just it's stupid stuff. Like, hey, what are you doing? I'm working. What are you doing? I'm in Vegas. All right, cool. I'll call you in a little bit. Sweet. <laughs> it's just like, so yeah, it's a it's a really cool feeling, especially in Nashville where it's such you know you're writing so much with like different people and who you're writing with and who you're writing with and it's like I really like this song. Who'd you write this with? I'm like my dad. Yeah, you like a song? Me and my dad wrote it in the basement in five minutes. Right. Um, so that it, seems to be like the, the 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 greatest hits always be the ones that that you didn't work at very long. Yeah, we literally uh, drink it to forget. It's not one that like blew up on Spotify. It's a different. It's very. We kept it true to my dad. Right. And we wrote it super. It's like Western kind of like Stapleton country vibes, um, which is not really the the brand as far as all the other music that I have out there. And so it didn't do as well. But we kept it true and stuff. And but people like you know certain concerts and stuff are like drink it to forget. Play that song. I'm like, you know that song? That's crazy. Like, here we go. And I usually just play it acoustic. We wrote it in the basement in five minutes at my house on a piece of cardboard. Still uh, have it, dude. Great story. <laughs> yeah. So you wake up one morning. You're like, I got. I just got to move. Did you go by yourself? Did you? Yeah, I just moved. Uh, I performed on cruise ships for three years. Right. As uh, a as a cover band or as a, doing your myself. own thing? Yeah, acoustic. So I just like sat by the pool and sang. And did pop- you do covers or you did your own stuff? Covers. I sometimes it depended. Um, at that point, I'd written a couple songs, um, songs that I actually cared to sing in front of people. Right. Um, and so 
it just depends, you know, if like a, you're on the ship for a week and people are really loving you or whatever. They're like, yeah, play, play original. And I'm like, all right. Uh, but it was mostly. Yeah, what are you going to do? Kick you off the butt if they don't like oh, it? Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Exactly. What are you going to do? You don't like it? Cool. Go to another place. There's music everywhere. Um, but yeah, did that for three years. And then I actually met a manager, um, a pretty big time guy or whatever, on my first cruise. And it didn't all turn out the greatest, but he was the initial person that like made me move like he was the first person this is where you need to be yeah and he didn't give me any like super great advice or anything but it was just like hey if you want to do this thing you need to be in nashville right and then he invited he actually invited me and my dad up the cma fest in 2015 had we wined and dined us gave us pass to cma fest the whole nine i had one more uh contract to do on a carnival did it moved and i was like hey man i'm here like Let's do this. Like, you know, and I'm coming in like hot Hot, because this is a a pretty big manager, um, you know, not saying any names or whatever. And, but, uh, and he basically like, all right, cool, man. Like, welcome. And that was it. That was it. And I, and of course, I mean, it's kind of a nice, like, blow to the ego, you know, like a year ago, he was inviting me out. We went out, gave me passes of this, opened up, you know, this, we opened up BMI for me. It was closed that day. Had some people come. I was like, yeah, this is it. Like, I'm going to do this thing. All right. And then he get there and it's like, all right, dude, get in line. And I was like, all right. It was probably wow. the best thing that's ever happened. Cause sure. Because then, then I just kind of, I Work. do a lot of the stuff on my own um, since then for the last three years. And it's been just kind of kicking ass and taking names. What was, what was your biggest accomplishment in 2019? 2019 uh probably my uk tour yeah um i did a small one in 2018 just an acoustic one and it's insane that i went over there and almost sold out some places who booked that for you me i uh again yeah not in like a super like i did it but Mm -hmm. i did it um again uh i'm huge we were talking earlier about just social media i'm a huge social media advocate and you have to be uh, yeah especially it's your business at the end of the day it doesn't matter how talented you are you need to kind of have a business sense. And I kept getting these Instagram messages like, come to England. I'm like, <laughs> I'm no one. I'm never coming to England. And then I kept getting them. Right. And so I was like, all right, universe, Lord, whoever, whatever is out there, like, I'll listen. And so I just started, I went back to them. I was like, all right, cool. If I was going to come, what city, what venues? I don't didn't think country music was big over there. Huge. Yep. Then I got over there and, I mean, you're talking every track you've ever released. They know You're, it all. You, yeah. Dude, and so you you look at a sense. Okay, so I don't just listen to country. I listen to everything. Yeah. Uh, there's a band from um, overseas called Biffy Clyro. Okay. They sell out Wembley. They've played in Vegas three times. I've seen them twice here. Yeah. One was inside um, a room in vinyl that maybe holds 600 people, and it wasn't sold out. And the other place, it's almost the Hard Rock Cafe on the Strip, which probably holds about 1,200, 1,300, and it was maybe half full. Half full. Maybe half full. Maybe. Maybe. But I sit back and it's like, I hear these stories, a lot of these artists, Dylan Snyder t- told me the story of how he went over there, he thought he was playing acoustic, come to find out they expected him to be their full band. Mm. He was the headliner for this thing and he's like, dude, what's going on? So he pieced this thing together and it's a great story, but yeah. the end of the day is they knew everything that he was singing as well. And yeah. they, they uh, I think they consume m- music a little bit different over there. Yep. I think we live in the States, it might be a little bit different, it might be a little more entitled where I'm going to listen to what your popular song is. Mm-hmm. And there's the rarity that goes and starts to dive deep about who you really are, that sort of thing. But over there, yeah. they consume it. Over there, that's what they, the, when I was over there, the way that they said it is America listens with their eyes, England listens with their ears. Um, Fair. Yeah. And it's, you know, again, social media, popularity, what you look like, what's, you know, your, your brand. But 
and yeah, they knew every single word. I played in uh, London, which was great, and then we played in I uh, played in Norwich, which was out on the east coast in Norfolk, and um, played in small room. I think there was like 150, 200 people. It was all paid, hard tickets. Yeah, all yeah. hard tickets, the whole thing, and you're I was just me and my no band. It was at this time at 2018, and it was like, yeah, you're done with your song. Oh my gosh, I have all you. Everyone in here is undivided attention. This is crazy what's happening and so in 2019 seeing that happen in 2018 built a tour we played uh four shows in england and then ireland got kind of crazy ireland's a whole nother beast as well they want you to sit in the corner and play wagon wheel and play van morrison right you know those kind of things they just want you to be creative and cool right? they want you they, they want to hear what they want to hear right, yeah, yeah they don't hear your they don't hear your music they want to pay you 50 bucks sit in the corner i was like that's great I'm not going to tour over there. Um, so we didn't go there, but then we did uh, two in Scotland. And so it was just a kind of a cool feat in a sense of holy crap. Like, especially getting over there, getting back again, doing it all myself, you know, visas, travel, trains, hotels, all, right. all of it. Band safe, hired a videographer, did that. We did like a whole video from it, the whole thing. And it was just a nice, like, holy crap, we did it. Like, right. everyone survived, no one got lost. We didn't miss a train. It was fun. It was fun. Um, you know, of course, there was other goals. Um, I got signed with a booking agent, which was one of the big, was the big feat. Um, literally, was the first thing in 2000, January, 2000, or January 1st, booking agent, you know. and we Who books you? I um, forget. Well, I book with me, but it's WME. Oh, William Morris. Yeah. yeah. And so there. Who's um, your guy over there? Uh, this Brian Carruthers. He does a lot of the Southeast right. stuff, and then they have like three guys who are in, in the tier. Uh, right. They're fantastic people. Love them so much, and that's kind of the reason we even had the meeting in the first place. Is because they were like, "Um, UK tour. You're playing 250 shows a day. You're playing venues that we're booking people." And it's funny, like in our first meeting, we're sitting there talking to them, and uh, like we have talked about Vegas, yeah. and they're like, "Oh yeah, you know, uh, you talking to Todd?" I was like. Yep, I know Toad. Or another, like, Wild Greg Saloon. There's one in Minneapolis or Florida or something. They were like, oh, yeah, you know Greg? I'm like, yep, no Greg. Yeah. They've been working on this. And so it was a it was a cool a cool vibe to, at their level, to come and say, sure. hey, man, you're working your ass off. We see it. We'd love to help. They can go ahead and pour gasoline on your fire that's already lit. Exactly. And so that's kind of been the 2019, was building the team. Right. And so that was a nice. So what's this year got in store for you? What's in my gun store? No. AK-47s, <laughs> shotgun, no. What was, what was the question? 2020, what's in store for you? Like, what, it, what, so, are you going back to England again? Is that someplace um, that you'd like to revisit we, again soon? Um, I want to go back in October. Yeah. Um, there's a place in London that I always play, Nashville Knights. Um, it's under the Chelsea yeah. Stadium. That's what it's called, Nashville Knights? It's called Nashville Knights. Um, well, they, it's not the venue, but they, they promote it as that show. Oh, that's the like... The venue was called right. Under the Bridge, okay. but it's literally under Chelsea, like where they play football. It's right. under the stadium. It's huge. We've like got to get up there and like see the... the state soccer. Yeah, there you go. Um, so we're planning to go back there in October um, just because, yeah, we went, up, went last year and it was great. And every time I post... Hey, blah, blah, blah. These are the February dates. When you come. When you come to England. When you come to England. When you come right. back to London. And it, it just feels cool. And so I'd love to just go back over there and, and do another thing. Um, right. But yeah, definitely that. Uh, we're, we just booked some Country Thunders, which was a big feat. Did um, William Morris do that for you? Do, yeah. Yeah. Um, so we're out the one in Phoenix. We're out the one in uh, July, uh, up in Wisconsin. Awesome. Um, and so having done a lot of your booking yourself, I've been able to 
like cool as soon as that even was a thing they were like hey we might book you for country thunder in wisconsin and i was like all right cool what do i know green bay oh hey uh can you pencil me in for this day on friday uh oh madison wisconsin hey uh can you pencil in me here i might be a cook and so it's just it's kind of cool to see the hard work and then also WME like hey cool you gonna play a country festival it's gonna be awesome in front of a zillion people and then also be able to still do out, your thing go out on friday go out on saturday so do they take a cut when you book it yourself nope well, that's one thing I really loved about them is like one of my first questions was I was like so do you get a my, mine can I still book myself right. and like the big the head honcho guy of WME um, we had like we had tier meetings we were like meeting one who are you let's cool meeting two this is great this is kind of who we are meeting three these are everyone in the business in here and that's like Risha and stuff like yeah, that yeah it was awesome and the, the main head honcho just walked in you know and he was just like you keep doing exactly what you're doing and we will like it's going to take time, but like, just be patient. You do exactly what you're doing. You're loving it. You're killing it. Go yeah. do your thing, and we'll help them when the time is right. Are you chasing a label deal? Um, label, yeah. It's not that I'm like knocking on any doors or me like, look at me, look at me. I think I don't. I say this with always the idea that maybe a label will listen to this. Yeah. It's like, but also in the sense of like labels over here listening, but also an independent artist is listening. So it's hard to say. Sure. Because I love a lot of my stuff i just try to i don't know inspire aspire to inspire creative freedom too yeah and so i think there's a lot you can do as an independent artist without a label sure however me of what i've built and what i'm trying to achieve i'm not naive and i'm not stupid and i'm like whatever labels i don't need a label yeah there's definitely still very much a need for to get to that next level but again i've been 100 percent a musician full-time on the road full band we're out here we're san diego doing uk tours very much on my own did you just play M- moonshine yep how was that i love it man san yeah. diego is so great and we did played michael it. book that for you with you uh no that was another crazy little story that was a, a grinding story i play cerveza jacks is a restaurant okay that's in moonshine beach however there's one on second avenue in nashville right my very first gig downtown when I first moved to Nashville, I served at Del Frisco's, serving tables, serving the You mean drinks. you didn't work at the Palm? I didn't work at the Palm, no. <laughs> well, no. I uh, did all that, and then one of my first gigs was Cerveza Jack's. Um, just me and my acoustic playing the four-hour slots for, you know, 25 bucks and some free tacos and tips. Right. Um, and it happened to be one of the times there was a guy in the corner or whatever, and it was like an 11 o'clock on a Tuesday morning, you know, not a very prime time. Played the show, whatever. A guy came up to me and was like, hey, man, you're really great. Like, do you have a band? And I was like, man, not really. I just moved here. Um, and he was the CEO. He owned Cerveza Jacks. He also owns the one in San Diego. Right. And so he gave me his card, and he was like, man, we've got – and I knew about the venues out in Moonshine because, you know, just doing sure. what I'm doing. And he's like, I own these venues out here, and I do this kind of stuff. He's like, once you get a band, he's like, here's my number. I saved his number forever. Never. I was like – Text him said thank you so much, and then about a year later, uh, I was like, "Hey man, it's Kanan. I'm ready to go. I've got the band. Let's rage." And uh, he actually came to one of the shows. Uh, I think the second second to last time I was out there, and it was it was just a cool little moment because he was yeah. like, "Man, like last time I saw you, there was you were playing to no one and you were singing Wagon Wheel and your acoustic guitar at 11 o'clock on a Tuesday." Yeah, and now like- here you are, and look in the audience, and there's. 33, 45% of the room singing your songs. Yeah. And I was like, that's Sneak super room. awesome. Did you you play beach or flats? You play both when you go out. You, you, um, so you, which one do you like better? 
it's a different. It um, is. I'll agree. It's way different vibes. I like playing flats first, if that means anything. Flats because downtown, yeah. and I guess that's just the thing. But playing flats first because it's just always going to be kind of busy, I guess, because yeah. it's downtown. And then beach is obviously in college city. Yeah, and so they're I guess a little bit more out on a Saturday night. Yeah. Um. So going out there that that's a little bit different. Um. It's different vibes, but I like the room. Both of the rooms are great. Again, PB is a little bit younger crowd, so they're getting a little bit rowdier. Yeah. Um, moonshine, you know, still people are flats. You have the balcony and stuff like it's that. It's neat. It's neat. I went. I went three years ago. I was at, at flats, and I saw like a cover band thing. And everyone always says that they compare us to them, and I was like, I don't. No, I don't see that. <laughs> no, yeah. Don't even see it at all. And then um, about a month and a half ago, I went to my buddy's wedding down in San Diego, and uh, ended up going to PB that night. Um, Yankton was playing. Okay, and I'm good friends with them. I don't know if you know those guys. No, but um, um, I wrote Tom in the afternoon, the singer, and I'm like, "Bro, what are you doing?" And he's like, "I knew where he was because I asked a friend who was playing." Blah blah. blah. They told me he was down there. And he's like, "Oh, I'm actually down in San Diego." I said, "Rad." So I just kept quiet for about an hour, and then like right when we pulled up in the Uber, uh, I called him I'm like, "Dude," I go, "I go, what? Where are you at tonight? What are you doing? Like, what's up?" Like, and he's like, "Dude, I'm playing at, at Beach." I go, "Oh, cool." He goes, why? What's up? I go, you do me a favor. He goes, why? I go, will you come out front for a second? He goes, shut the fuck. <laughs> so I end up watching his show in there and just watching the crowd, and it's different. I mean, it's a lot more covers to where we're we're based more originals, like yeah. sort of thing. And it's kind of, I watch that room. Just uh, it is, dude. It is college. Yeah, it's neat for artists to be able to go in there and just always play for a crowd and be able to sneak some of your covers in. Exactly. That sort of thing. That's... I mean, not not your covers, some of your originals, originals. in, and yeah, it's a you find a way. Um, with each one, you know, a certain song, you'll sit there and play festivals, and there's like, obviously, they are there for you play your original stuff, but in a moment like that, as an artist, you try to find ways to oh, engage the audience to right? engage the audience to let them know that it's an original song, you know what I mean? It's like, so they're still like, oh, good, I like this song, you know. Um, and so it's it's fun to to be able to craft that so it's not just like, cool, you know, Luke Combs, Cam Brown, whatever, and then you play one of your songs, and everyone's like, Man. What the hell is that? Yeah. So it's a good. I mean, I, I cheers one of my ex girlfriends because that's a lot of what my music's about. You know, whatever. Uh, that's a whole other story. But we, <laughs> I'm like, you got a glass bottle, I can raise them up. This is to my ex girlfriend. Everyone's like, yeah. And we tell like a small, you know, quick little story. And that way, people are like, oh my god, this is his song. This is what it's about. Let's right. listen, dude. And the neat part about that is they probably listen to it and go, oh, I can relate to that. Yeah. And so, and especially like announcing it. It's a little bit better because if they don't recognize it right off the bat, you know, they're probably like, oh, cool, let's go to the bar, let's grab a drink. Sure. Oh, cool, let's get it's on my phone. We can go tech. pee, we can go whatever. Yeah, yeah. but of course, there's going to be some of those people who are like, shit, like, what's this guy got? Like, he's got our attention already with the covers. Huh. Let's see what his original is. Um, and so it's a, it's a funny little, yeah, you just kind of pick and choose. Heck yeah. Which, especially going out there, they, we have so much fun. They have us out there. We're again, out again, we're playing Country Thunder in Phoenix and then leaving Phoenix to go to San Diego. So we've paired that off. Um, but we go out there every three, four months and just to see the crowd just of your They your, keep following. You get your bigger fans, and bigger. yeah, you get bigger and bigger. And then it's just cool to see. We like to champion artists like that here. If, if, if you play once and we invite you back, it means yeah. we, we liked you. Russell Dickerson's played here seven yeah. times. There you go. Yeah. Luke Combs played here once. Uh, not because we didn't like him, but like maybe two, three weeks later, he just went boom. Yeah, he Ashley up. McBride, same thing. Boom. Same thing. Yeah. yeah, you just sit back and go, dang man, I can't. But we want him to come back. Brett Young played here, mm-hmm. same thing. I mean, yeah, I just, just look back at and... yeah, and we 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 get lucky early, you know, yeah. sometimes, and that's that's kind of what. Not to be mean, but I hope that happens for Dude, me. I, I, I hope I never play here ever again. <laughs> I'm Don't say. You know, it's I'm funny. kidding. Cody Johnson played here. Yeah, sold the place out. Um, Love me some Cody Johnson. Dude, he's awesome. 
And then uh, uh, I reached back out like maybe nine months later, ten months later to the booking people. I'm like, dude, we'd love to have him back. And they're like, yeah, we don't, we don't go back to places that we sell out. We like try and get bigger and bigger and bigger. And I was like, man, I sure hope that doesn't bite you in the ass. Yeah. It's bad. I think that's, I mean, I'm not trying to lie. I'm not going to, if you're listening to this, like whatever, but, um, but yeah, like I, I think that's uh, as a business. If you sold it out, I mean, this is gonna like do it again. Just raise the ticket price. <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, Here, our, cool, like, our market's different. I get it. He went from this cap and then he played at the at the joint, which is like four thousand people. Okay. Sold that bad boy out Got too. It. So that's I. That's a little get different it. story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah. get it. But at the end of the day, as I sit back and that's, I mean, for a venue like us, I mean, we took a chance on you. Like. Yeah. But, uh, the nicest guy in the world. Like yeah. he's his camp is neat. His p- people, most most people that come through here, we get we get we get good vibes from. Yeah. So that's I mean and that's a good thing. I think our our name for doing what we've been doing a little over four years. We've been in business twelve, but we've been doing live music thing every Friday just just about four years now. So that's, that's okay. Yeah, that's that's yeah. not very long. That's no. great. Yeah, great. Nominated yeah. twice, ACM Nightclub of the Year too. There you go. That's awesome. Hopefully, man. third year this year. That would be awesome. That but would be sweet. The idea is that we like to build this fan base on Fridays where people most of the time they don't know who you are because. Yeah. You're a n- new artist, and the idea is that they know that they're gonna. We're not gonna book some crappy band. Yeah. So that's kind of the attitude well, we yeah, have. Well, thank you it. so much for that. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you I, doing your job as a as a venue, which is fantastic for us uh, as an artist. We pay attention. I love your social stuff, dude. It's just like the but, shit you do, and like for a while there, there's a couple people I used to watch on a regular basis. I don't have the time that I used to, but like yeah. your stuff, I'd watch and I just get the giggles out of Thanks, it because man. you're human. <laughs> yeah. Authenticity will always win, dude. It has to because it goes back to you. You put your pants on the same way that yeah. I do. You know, you, you yeah. You go to the gym. I don't. But um, <laughs> <laughs> we but, still look great, man. Still look great. Uh, thanks. But I still look at that whole thing in a, in a in a in a in a mindset that people pay attention today. Yeah. And they go out and they search for music and they reach for it and they look for it and they they challenge themselves to be the first one to hear it. And that's what we've kind of built in this model here is that. People come out because they know that there's going to be music here. Some of them know you, some of them don't. And as yeah. you keep coming back and growing, like uh, yours from Russell wasn't even on the radio the last two times he played. It was on the highway, but wasn't on the radio yet. Yeah. We sold out two shows. And I just sit back and I'm like, people pay attention. Yeah. And that's the nice thing. He's a great dude and pays attention to his fan base as well. But you have to be social in this market. You have yeah. to be. It's a, it's a fun little. You you moved to Nashville. You've been there a, a, a few years. Do your, Does your family come visit? Uh, not too much. My mom, uh, she owns her own daycare, went back to school. So, like she like runs, like bought a whole piece of land, built right. the whole thing, did the whole nice. Th- um, so she's real busy with that. Hustler. Yeah. She, uh, I get it a lot from, from the parents. You are a product of product of your parents. Um, most of the case, most of the time, most of the time. Yeah. Um, and so her and my, uh, and then my dad, he's uh, like a manager of a grocery store. Yeah. And so again that's a good job too Jeez, that's a busy job it's always yeah he's keeps him on his feet and especially so like and there's always holidays yeah you know and so like uh and then coupons up, yeah all those <laughs> kind of stuff it's snowing in the mountains today so like as soon as you say snow up where we live people are like oh my god we need bread water and milk and yeah. eggs yeah. and yeah. for a month <laughs> yeah exactly and so he doesn't get up there much we'll he'll come up he surprised me uh, as soon as i signed with our or had our big meeting with WME. They'd uh, we did like an artist showcase at the Wild Horse yeah. downtown, and he drove up. And I actually had a feeling about it. And I was like, I think my dad's gonna come. I like told my band, and then my f- we were actually it was like thirty minutes to show. My phone rang, and I was like, guys, I bet this is my dad calling me to tell me that he's in the audience. I know yeah. it. I just know it. And he's like, well, I'm at the front door. I'm here. And I was that's like, awesome. Ah, oh, that's so cool. He did it. Um, what the hell were we talking about? I just asked you if they ever come visit you. Oh, yeah. So See, I'm paying attention. There you go. Oh, I get Ah, <laughs> oh, man, my brain is just 100 miles a minute. You're in Vegas for the first time. Come yeah, on, man. Um, 
so not too much, not too much. Everyone's got their lives. You got their, you know, sisters have kids, brothers got jobs. And stuff when like your that, dad but... comes, is there a place you like to take him to? Like, is there something that <sighs> you, you found as, is home to you in Nashville, like a restaurant or something like that? That my dad's very a simple man. Yeah. Like, he's not one to. I'm like, oh, there's this cool like brunch place. He's like, eh, let's go to Cracker Barrel. Eh? You know, I'm yeah. like, let's go to Cracker Barrel. Huh? He's very much uh, a creature of habit, That's which good. is fine. Not a bad I took thing. him to like Pancake Pantry or something downtown. I mean. It was, you know. I just ate it. It was breakfast. Pig and. Oh my gosh! It's down by the wings. I don't know what that area. Of town is called. <laughs> you know the wings on, on the wall. Oh, the Gulch. The Gulch. So it's that restaurant that the wings is on, right Biscuit there. Biscuit Love. No, oh. other side. Honey, honeysuckle, lazy. Honey and pig. Honey, honey and cow. Or yeah, something. dude. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I went there with. Uh... By when was that? By the wings, my brain went straight to like hot wings. That's funny. I was like, "What? There's uh, wings everywhere." I don't eat a lot of like breakfast sandwich stuff. They had the best biscuits I've ever had. Oh my god! I went to go once and the line it's was out busy. the door. Oh, dude. yeah. I was like, "Never mind. I'm gonna go to Starbucks and get coffee." So we put our name in and walked to the Starbucks, and then on our <laughs> way back, we waited like 20 more minutes, and then we get, we got. It was worth the wait. It yeah. was really good. Yeah. Like so, but yeah, he's a creature of habit, so we we don't have anything like that. Um, Again, he's come up a couple times, yeah. and it's mostly just like the, just for he'll literally he came up the di- the day to see see me play. Yeah. We had breakfast the next morning at Cracker Barrel. That's funny. And he left. Um, so that's, that's the only like good that. thing at Cracker Barrel. The first time I went there, I ate lunch, and I was like, I there's no reason for me to eat here again. Everyone's like, No, you eat breakfast there, and that's it. Yeah, <laughs> I was eating the breakfast. Man, the uh, sunrise sampler, it's everything. I love the word <laughs> it and. Yeah. It's not or. It's you get bacon and sausage and ham and grits. That's and I'm funny. Just like, so you split that with your friends, but dude, you you did also eat it at at the the, the Black Bear Diner. So is, I did. Is Black Bear better than Cracker Barrel? Yeah, I think so. I mean, the, the portion size, and you just know, like at Cracker Barrel. I mean, no offense to Cracker Barrel or anything. It's just you know, it's a little commercialized. Sure, there's. I was it's a actually, chain, man. Yeah, it's a chain. Um, when we were at Black Bear, I was like, there's some. My grandma's back there. She's cooking. Like, yeah. I, like she's back there slinging hash browns. The portions are humongous. Uh, my uh, drummer got. A side order of hash browns, and I think the plate was like as big as my chest. And fed everybody. And it was like, yeah, it was like three fifty. It That's, was like, yeah. here's your side of hash browns. It's sixteen potatoes. <laughs> it's like, okay. Yeah, we had a special on them, so we went out and did it. Uh, yeah. Um, give give your um, you, you got to give someone your pointers on gambling because you did really well. <laughs> we talked about lie. that. We got that is so. Li- uh, he is lying. Everyone who's listening. Um, yeah, pointers on gambling. Um, I don't know. Don't go. And <laughs> don't do it. Don't do it. Uh, save your money. Yeah, I took it. It's my first time in Vegas, and so I had to do the – I had to go. And as far as people like, oh, do slots or do this, I was like, as far as slots go, if I'm going to lose money, I want to know that it's my fault. Sure. You know, I don't want that comp- – yeah, I don't want to know if that's computers rigged or anything like that, whatever. So I went to the roulette table. I lost, I don't know, $200 in I think maybe 20 minutes. So that's a lot. It is. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, I did uh, just straight roulette. Went straight okay. to the roulette table. And you just did black or red. That was it. Or did you? No, um, I was watching a little bit because I've like again never been here. Don't really know. Sure. I understand the idea of it, but like people are placing like little chips on here and this this much. Were buy-in. you sweating the first time you put money down? Um, no, I sat I sat in a little bit. Luckily, there was a whole. It was like a bachelor party, and they were all kind of tipsy, anyways, and they were being super friendly. They were just like, "Yeah, man, like this is cool. This is." They were totally like drunk or whatever, and th- th- they kind of talked me into it a little bit. Like, "This is what you do. This is it. This number is super hot. Whatever." And I was like, "Okay, okay." And so I was like, my first bet was obviously just the minimum, like fifteen dollars on even. Yeah, lost it. I was like, 
okay, cool, $15 gone just like that. All right, I'll take, uh, let's do 20 on even. Lost it. Wow. And uh, the last one, the only, the, the last, I was up a little bit, and so I took my money and put it all on 24 black, and it was a one away. 23? It was, yeah, whatever, oh, whatever's next to it, I would have made 700 bucks. And I was like, oh, so that's how they get you. Because, of course, as soon as I lost it, I was like, oh, is this close? I'm going to go right. get another 100 out. Hey, can't gonna... chase your money. Can't yeah, chase I didn't do money. it. So I, 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 luckily, I, under, I know that I won't ever have a gambling you problem. S- you soaked up the strip, though. You did some walking around. and Yeah, we just parked and just walked around. Went to the, We gambled at the Bellagio, sat there. We went to a beer beer park. Yep. Right, like right under the Eiffel Tower thing. Yep. Um, so we just chilled there, walked on the strip, soaked did it up. that. Yeah, it was. It did the tourist thing. Yeah, I mean, isn't that what Vegas is about? Like, isn't Vegas just tourist? I mean, that's like saying you're going to Nashville and you went to Broadway. Yeah. Um, Which I hate going down to. Yeah, I mean, I'm like, people are like, oh, you're in Nashville, you're playing, you're playing downtown. I'm like, never. Yeah. Ever yeah. am I doing? I did, but so everyone's always hit me up like, what, what's there to do in Nashville? Like, what? Where's live music? I'm like, yes. What? The answer is yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Just go anywhere. Just walk. walk Anywhere ever. I, I trip out. We were we just went a couple weeks ago and um, we went there for a business trip. It was literally flew in Saturday morning, stayed yeah. Saturday night, got up Sunday morning, had breakfast, and flew back home. But um, um, we were down on Broadway looking at some some venue space down there, and I walked into uh, um, Kid Rock's place, and there was a band playing in there. I'm like, dude, I know that bass player. <laughs> it looks familiar. The, it was Harrison that used to play in Love and Theft. Walk into Redneck R- Riviera because I wanted to see the space, how big or small it was or anything like that. I mean, this place is tiny. And then you come back and you hear the money these places make. Yeah, it's a lot. And why they're so cheap with the artists that play in there is beyond me. It's because there's 7,000 in line. Yeah, so you That's don't, it. You don't have to pay them. But you find it good when you figure that maybe with the money you're making, you could give them like a half of a half of a half of a percent and they would still be making more than their 25 bucks an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. So it's it's it is a little it's a weird little monopoly they have down there on artists. Yeah, but it's yeah. As far as I got in, I knew exactly what Broadway is, yeah. and no offense to anyone who's down there playing. You know, did it, hustled, but it's it's super easy to get stuck in. Absolutely. Uh, touching on that note, I've had an artist that came through here that that makes his living there. Yeah. Uh, he came here as a guitar player for a band. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got to know him. Whatever we talked back and forth, and he brought his own band out here, played here one time, and that was it. Because I was like, dude, like. Your covers, they were good, but go down the strip. This yeah. is what they do for a living as well. We're yeah. Broadway on steroids because it's not just country. It's everything. So everything, yeah. you find those people that get stuck, and that's probably the you, – you can. I mean, there's some artists I know that do it on their off time when they're not touring, but they're not singers. They're just – they're mm-hmm. they're players, and they make a killing. Yeah. And that's – I think that's cool. But at the end cool. of the day it's- is if you want to focus on your career, that's not the place to do it. Yeah. Musicians, I think it's a whole other place for musicians. Sure. It's like, cool, you can – easily jump on a tour with someone my bass player now he's actually the real bass player for dylan schneider yeah um oh awesome yeah and so he's playing he's with been me. here before yeah he's been here before so i and, probably know him yeah yeah and he's um so he's playing with me for now for a little bit yeah and, you know and then we've got someone coming on but he's he during the weeks when we're not on the road goes on town plays. yeah but for an artist different it's a little different in the game of like oh yeah i'm down here i'll play tin roof from 10 to 2 on tuesdays on wednesdays i'm at aj's from 11 to 3 it's because you, no. you it's literally it's a it's a day job it's sure. nothing different than serving tables right. and it's a great way to like work your craft and i always tell people especially at that because there was a point where i was doing downtown but i also had some shows booked and i actually like to go i've played i think downtown once last year but it was at this point where I've had a lot of shows booked 
And so it's awesome because, you know, Nashville is such a, a, a melting pot of people and it's a tourist it's a tourist trap. So you're just like, hey, cool, where's everybody from? I'm like, oh, Wisconsin. I'll be there in two weeks. Come yeah. out. And then those people bring 20 people like, oh, my God, sure. we saw you. We saw you at downtown. It and they get awesome. to tell their friends, oh, my God, I'm good friends with this artist. And exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so then it's like, oh, where are you guys from? Oh, you're from Ohio. Sweet. We're playing in Dayton next week. We're in Columbus for two months after that. Yeah. And so it's a good way to good network. Yeah. Um, and at that point, you know, to, to, to utilize the crowd that's there. That's fantastic. But honing your craft and finding, uh, uh, there's an artist that just came through here and he calls it his sauce. Okay. Everybody has their own sauce. Yeah. And some people, um, they use it and that's using it. There's another artist I know that's a Spotify whiz and mm -hmm. he builds these playlists and he gets people to listen to it. But what's he do? He puts his own music in there as yep. well and gets these followers. And I'm like, dude, how smart are you? Like I pick his brain because I like sit back and I'm like, dude, that's awesome. Like yeah. you're, you're taking what you have. You're, you're sharing other things with people, but at the same time you're serving yourself resources, man, dude, you have to, yeah, dude, love S you for it. Social media. That's the thing. Like it, it it goes back to all of it, your socials, your your music, everything that you do. It's just You have to be tangible this day and age. Yeah. You have to be. And you have to be transparent in a lot of a lot of different ways of about your personality, who you are, what makes you tick and uh, there's um, another guy that's come through here that's an indie artist that he played here for the first time. First time in Vegas was maybe like five months ago, six months ago. But he's super social. Yeah. And the people that came out they knew his music and mm -hmm. he's never been to Vegas. I just was like, what the heck is going? Like I was tripping out. I'm like, yeah. dude, and he drives a truck for a living. Yeah. And I sit back and go, it's crazy, but he's social and he's, and he's honest and he's humble and he's, it's neat. I like, legitimately, this is going to sound a little, maybe overboard, a little maybe sociopathic about social media, but I literally have like a Bumble account for when I'm on, when I'm in Nashville, I deactivate it. Like yeah. I don't use it for actual swiping and like finding dates, but it's like, I'm in town. I understand like, I can use this. Dude, I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm rubbing my face right now. I'm not being van, but just like, I get it. Like, cool, I'm a good handsome guy, whatever. And I literally put, play, like, in Vegas, this state, playing at Stoney's at 10, come say hi. Right. I 120% believe that I think 20 girls are coming to this show tonight because of football. And I don't How, mean that in like a bad, like, it's I, not, you know. You know, do you know Carter Winter? Yeah. His whole band. When they traveled, the minute they crossed the state line, this is what they were doing for the longest time. Yeah. Tinder. I mm -hmm. think it was before Bumble was around, but they, yeah. were, do they were doing the t Tinder thing. And he DM, they chat, dude, come see me, come see me. Don't, didn't give him free shit, just yeah. come see come me, come show. see me. Mm -hmm. They come out, and then after the show, he'd be personal with them. Hey, what's up? What's going on? Blah, yep. blah, blah. And guess what? Dude, kudos, because... Uh, it's a social it's a social platform. It yeah. has to be in in the mindset. My girlfriend would never understand that. I got a TikTok. Yeah. And oh she my God. I, don't I haven't done TikTok. anything with it. I haven't done anything with it. Yeah. But my idea is why can't I take the TikTok and use it in a sense for the artists and yeah. to recreate myself and go a little bit further um, with these people having another way to, to to find you. At first, it was really hard for her to understand. I'm like, yeah, it's not like that. It's not. Yeah, a, I'm not on social to spread me and find people. It's yeah. to it's a business. Yes, and it's nothing more than that. So I just sit back. I haven't like I said, I haven't done it yet. I want to. It's something that I'm going to get myself into and figure out the sauce and that because I'm not yeah. saying I've mastered Instagram and Facebook, but we have a great engagement. We have a great following. We have a great um, um, reach and, yeah. and that sort of thing. And um, we found our, we're just a, we're just a bar, and that's what we always t tell ourselves that for an hour a week we play live music. Mm -hmm. So we have to brand ourselves outside of all that. But I have the most fun right here, that yeah. sort of thing, doing doing the music component of it. But finding that that how do I introduce people? So I tried something 
the last show with Scott Stevens, the guy that played here last week. I went out about a week and a half, two weeks early, and he gave me some B-roll. Actually, cool, he gave yeah. me a little video, and I did what I did with yours. Well, I yeah. took it out, and I took bits and pieces, said where you're playing, spent some money, put it out there in the feeder markets, let people know, and it worked last week. Oh, dude. nice. Dude, it was it was rad. I'm kind of hoping it works, and I hope that maybe we're finding a way to introduce people to things. So I'm starting to ask for that stuff for more and more artists. Yeah. Like, dude, just throw me some B-roll. I'll do the rest. I promise it'll look cool. Yeah. But the idea is to share your music, share your look yeah share your feels in that sense because that's your craft and then see if they see if it converts yeah well good on you for like do, like there's venues you play and you know they're just like they don't do nothing he's like hey cool awesome yeah uh you get a meal and some food and uh i don't know where the sound guy is but he's supposed <laughs> to be here at six at 7 30 you guys go on at 15 so that's well i gotta get behind the bar so bye oh, and you're yeah. like we've played show i mean <laughs> i think the worst time was ever was glasgow who showed up and they didn't know that we were a full band. And, was, and they didn't know anything about it. Right. And I was like, I've been emailing you guys for, I wouldn't come all the way over here. And it was just the worst. So Bad. I I applaud you guys. Are, we take it serious. certain venues when they actually put in the effort. I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not coming here. Like, I'm not from here. I don't know sure. these people. I was like, you are a brand in this area. If you want to make money. Everyone has to have skin Hell. in the game. We have to. Yeah. Everyone has to have skin in the game. The idea is, I know you don't want to play for nobody. Yeah. We don't want to have an empty bar while you're playing, like that yeah. sort of thing, because that's not win-win. So we do everything we can, and we know we're different. Well, thank you. This, our radio station is a marketing arm for what we do, and yeah. the in the reach on the West Coast, like we have just as many people to listen in LA that listen here, which is pretty cool. Is, is it's a neat thing, but yeah, but that just lets us know that people are starving for it. So. That's the fun of it all. All right, all right, all right. That's the end of this one. Go ahead, roll credits. Recorded by Toad. Produced by Toad. Booked by Toad. Voiced over by Toad. You know what? Toad would just like to go ahead and take this moment to thank you so that he doesn't have to go back and do his real job. <laughs>